Alright, so we've finally got it. We have an original story. Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Paramount Plus. <laughs> um, you've been waiting for an original story for the three months we've been doing this. It's been three months already. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to think what else have we, what actually have we observed and watched that's been an original story? Sharper. Sharper. Happy Valley. Shrinking. Shrinking. Um, but it still feels like it's been a while. It does, doesn't it? You know, we've had, we've just had great expectations. Something that's past not. ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what's Mario Brothers? Mario Brothers. So it definitely has been a, a while since we've had something original, but we've got a few original things coming up in the pipeline. Yeah, we do. And Yellow Jackets is, is the first one. So you've, uh, off mic, been raving about Yellow Jackets <laughs> yeah. for a while. Um, yeah, let me, what, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've not made any secret of it. I, uh, I love Yellow Jackets. Um, wrote an article about its use of small spaces, um, or its use of a small space. Um, or being at least the, a, being a, the wilderness. Yeah, at least a confined space in the, in the case of, uh, of Yellow Jackets. But yeah, I wrote an article about uh, how much I like um, stories that do take place in a very confined space and, and how much I think, or how much I rate uh, the technique of trapping your characters mm. um, and putting restrictions on their movement and, and forcing them together, I think, a lot of the time. Because um, it creates this kind of petri dish dish for drama if you like <laughs> um especially when you do it in a dramatic way like a like like a plane crash and uh being stranded together in a like sort of life or death survival scenario um so yeah i mean obviously that was the first thing that sort of um drew me to or, or you know it's the first thing that i liked about yellow jackets like the actual premise and the, the promise of a, of a small space because mm -hmm. as i say that's something that um never fails to sort of catch my attention and deliver I think mm. um, I also love the horror I love the the original characters I'm a huge fan of Misty Quigley I think Misty Quigley might be my favourite TV villain or certainly I'd go as far as to say favourite character from TV this year okay but maybe one of my favourite that's favorite. interesting Sorry, I don't so think she was a villain I didn't. Well, see that's something we can discuss. Um, um, that's definitely something we can discuss. So, so, yeah, horror. Yellow Jackets used horror in a very unique way. I, I felt they they used horror to um, create drama and suspense, but it didn't take over the story that they were trying to tell, which I thought Absolutely. was really important. Yeah, and I think that's brilliant. I think that's sort of. I mean, I don't really want to talk about. Um, I almost don't want to talk about Yellow Jackets in terms of genre at all because it, it it's not it's, it's a hard one to taxonomize for good reason you know mm. they, they blend the genres really nicely they sort of blend tropes um of different genres and it and it is far more than the sum of its parts but i completely agree with you i think the horror the, the horror <laughs> the horror aspects of um of yellow jackets are done perfectly because you don't know when they're coming yeah, that's the thing. So, like, you know, if you watch a horror movie or whatever, you're sort of waiting for the next jump scare, or you know, you know what you're in, you're in it, like what you're in for. But with this, with the yellow jackets, there are moments that do stray into the into the 
the horror of genre. It become terrifying. Yeah. There are moments of, of hysteria and mm-hmm. uh, and supernatural threat mm-hmm. um, that are delivered well, and you don't know that they come out of the blue. You don't know when they're coming. They come yeah. out of the blue. Um, and I think that for me sort of really amps up the uh, the tension that you that you, you feel as a viewer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I loved I love that about it as well. Um, yeah, normal interactions. You you get you're in a scene and you think it's a normal interaction and it just turns into something completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, and there's moments of dark humor. There's moments of so um, I mean, right? Maybe before um, I talk any further about uh, about this, it's worth acknowledging that there are there are two narratives in Yellow Jackets running parallel. The immediate story that we're being told which is what happens to these girls to this football team while they're stranded in the wilderness as a result of a plane crash that's set in the 90s and the characters are mostly teenagers or they're all teenagers apart from the coach um the other second narrative is the one that's running in the story space is present day Mm. so that is 2021 i think um and you have the older Shauna, the older Misty, the older Thaisa, um, sort of living their lives, having escaped the wilderness, having made it back. So you know they survive and you know they're rescued. Um, and they're dealing with the sort of ramifications of uh, and the trauma, I guess, of, of what they experienced as teenagers. The two, sto- the two narratives have very different tones. Um, the tone of obviously the main, what I would refer to as, or I see as the main story, um, while they're actually stranded in the wilderness and and forced to do increasingly desperate things to survive. Now that story is obviously horrific, and that's where the horror is. Um, meanwhile, you have the modern day narrative that is that has quite a lot of dark humour, I guess, involved, um, and so splitting. Or cutting between you know the scenes in each narrative does a lot for the pacing, but also is really effective in sort of balancing the mood. Mm. Um, so by cutting between the two narratives, there's a nice blend of horror and humour. Yeah. So what did you like particularly about the story? Maybe let's start with season one. Um, we're introduced with some kind of creepy scenes at the start. And then we're kind of taken into Shauna's life, Ty's life, and and Misty's life, and that's what, mm. what. What do you think of season one and how it kind of it, it, it was shaped? Um, I mean, off the bat, like I, I do think that season one was a lot stronger than this recent season that we got, um, but we can get to that. Um, I, 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 as I say, I'm obviously a big fan of Yellow Jackets. I've really enjoyed watching this, and I think. A huge part of it for me was that I knew nothing about it going in. And again, this is why I rave about original stories and why I sort of uh, enjoy them so much. And I don't watch, that's also the reason I don't watch trailers. Um, the less I know, generally, the, the, the more I, the, the higher the chance that I enjoy it is. Right. Um, and so I, I knew very little about Yellow Jackets other than it's, other than it's kind of like a thriller. Um, I tend to like things sort of based, based around like American high schools as well. A big <laughs> I don't mean like High School Musical, which is the first thing that came to mind when I said that. For some reason. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it speaks to that kind of um, classic horror movie 
setting doesn't it like scream, yeah. scream and stuff like that yeah, you know yeah. like um sort of like uh school age in the 90s what do you so i so I, i've been reading online and and there was a lot of people that share the narrative that season two was a lot weaker so why do you think it was weaker or why do you think it in, in your opinion why is season two weaker than season one the story kind of spun out of control that's that's my that's my uh, my ultimate criticism of yeah, the show. That's my bottom. That's sort of my well, not maybe not ultimate criticism of the show, but I like because I still enjoyed season two. Don't get me wrong, but like the story did sort of become a lot looser and more like season one was very tight. It opens, you kind of get those prologue shots of or like prologue scenes rather of like you know um, one of the very, one of like the very first scenes is the girl in the in the necklace, the heart necklace, like running. Mm-hmm. And she falls into a pit, and she's obviously is She's in the wilderness, and she's obviously killed by like a trap or something. It's kind of horrific opening scene, um, and you don't know who that is. And now we've got to the end of season two, we still don't know who that was. Like, yeah, um, there were there were other scenes as well. Um, the scenes of like you know people in, in masks and kind of like cult sort of bare skin outfits, like obviously in the wilderness some kind you know like and you assume that it's the girls having kind of regressed into a sort of feral yeah feral sort of survival state of madness well I think we're going to get that now though aren't we well I way season 2 ended I think yeah but I I think to tell you the truth I was expecting to have got there by season 2 so this the sort of descent into madness happens very slowly and I think the pacing it wasn't as good in season 2 yeah. In, in in season one it was very, very tight. You know, you get like the prologue shots, the establishment of the sort of the girls in high school, the football team, the social standings, the relationships that are there. Then you get the plane crash, but there's all of that horror. <laughs> um it's obviously really jar really hard to watch. Um and then you have the sort of immediate aftermath of the of the crash and like the survival, them finding the cabin, like moving into it. And then everybody sort of like falling into their role in their new normality, in their sort of in this new wilderness, like the wilderness that is now their home. Um, so you got Misty coming into her own, her own as resourceful and knowledgeable and valuable to the group, um, whereas before she'd been the sort of the the outcast and the one that was sort of bullied. You got Jackie who. Is the reverse she's gone from the popular sort of leader car- uh, captain figure to in this new normality in this new world useless completely without value because she can't pitch in she can't do yeah. anything practical and help um and you've also got shauna who feels as though she's been living in jackie's shadow but is now emerging from that as being far more resourceful and independent and able than jackie in this new in this new space um, so it's a really it's it's a really really cool way of exploring characters and exploring relationships and I, again it comes back to the sort of trap your characters put them in take yeah. them out of their normality and trap them somewhere else and sit in that yeah. as an easy way to explore who they are and and, and something I, I kind of admired when watching this was the, the young actors um, that were you know playing the bit in the 90s when, when they're stranded I, I thought they were all excellent I thought they were all really really agree. good they're brilliant every characters. single one of them I, I couldn't really criticise yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jackie Shorter Nat Misty I mean 
Yeah, I love Laura Lee. I would have, I would love to see a bit more of Laura Lee. Laura Lee, in the, um, so you know, so much has happened. I almost forgot yeah, La- Laura Lee, Lee, the kind of God, yeah, the the one that would always pray and, and hope to God and, really and things like that. The really yeah. religious, innocent, pure girl. Yeah, um, you know, made a move and and tried to be the one, the savior. Yeah, and and um, I, I I thought she was great and and. I would have really loved to see seen a bit more of her, but you know, again, it was just you know, it's just homage to how good those those young actors all are. Mm. Um, well, yeah, I guess I was thinking this as well. I guess I kind of would have liked to have seen more of Jackie. And yeah, yeah, no, I, I think so as well. Now it's going to bring me on to some criticisms all right. of the show, um, and it I might it might feel like I'm bashing the show here. No, go for it. Um, so the first thing that I have a big problem with about Yellow Jackets is, is, is old Nat. I, yeah. I think old Nat was terrible. Yeah. From every scene that I, that I, that old Nat was in, took me out of the story completely. (sighs) Old Nat. (laughs) I, I I genuinely, I genuinely couldn't stand the portrayal. You know, from the young Nat being quirky, mysterious, to old nat being this is what a female addict would do in this situation yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. I, she felt to me she felt like a low budget kill bill so when she, yeah. she when she was emotive and and displaying emotion and and you know despairing about travis i just i just didn't get it i wasn't there i wasn't there and and for me like the other older actors convinced me a, a lot you know yeah, old, yeah, old yeah. ty really you know i was really in with old ty and her story and an old misty m- young misty old misty brilliant perfect. absolutely perfect yeah, i've got a lot to say um, about misty, she's yeah. you know i i i think she's the star that yeah. they are the stars of the yeah, show yeah, personally yeah. um yeah all scenes involving the older nat were so i will i will Every completely agree one. with you the young the young nat uh the young nat was played by sir sophie thatcher um and then her older count her grown-up counterpart was played by juliette lewis now I don't mean to bash Juliet Lewis's performance or Juliet Lewis as an actor, um, because I, I I did still like the character, um, but there was a disconnect. I, I guess you blame the casting. Like, I guess it's just a casting flaw. Like a, with yeah. the, with all of the others, with with Ty, uh, with Shauna, uh, in with Van when she comes in, and I would say especially um, Misty, of course, and even Lot. I mean Lottie. I wasn't. Yeah, most of them are fairly tight, but yeah. there were a couple that I struggled to see them as the same character, and that was huge, and that was huge stand up for that. I really struggled yeah. to see the two uh, actresses or the two portrayals as the same character. Yeah. And and for me, like I mean, they look too different. Yeah, which is yeah. never something I'd usually. And I mean, Ty, they really looked really similar. Ty, yeah, that worked. You I know, mean... Shauna to an extent looked, for... but yeah, for me, that was. The older Nat, she got so much screen time as well. Well, because she's such an important character. Um, but for me, it's because she shall not be the next yeah, <laughs> next yeah. season. Yeah, big problem for me. Really, really stopped me from and, and from enjoying certain aspects uh, of the uh, show. Yeah, young Nat, Sophie's Nat, is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, like, she's exactly. one of the most active, interesting characters in the um, in the wilderness. Yeah. 
she's so integral to that story and so it, yeah it's annoying that her um, older counterpart doesn't really live up to the same but that, again it's not to bash um, Juliet Moore's it's writing or casting I or, think it's a casting problem you know um, Juliet Lewis sorry now Juliet Moore <laughs> on to my second issue oh, with right. Yellow Jackets there actually are a few um, <laughs> so I think you're a top you, you, there was a disconnect for me on the hard-hitting moments, um, Jackie freezing to death, mm. and 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 Harvey falling into the ice. To the ice. You told who's important from day one. Yep. Uh, when in season one, in episode one, where where Jackie calls the yellow jackets, and only six girls are lined up, and she addresses like six of them, mm. and everyone else is kind of, is yeah, kind of meaningless. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. which which for me meant that everyone that died or you know perished or whatever in yellow jackets along the way there wasn't there was no emotion towards it because you're told from the start that they're no, not they're important not there, yeah. other than Laura Lee for me right now Jackie um i i didn't like the i didn't like the Jackie and Shauna stuff i i didn't uh, be, believe in it very really? much yeah so so this is my thing right so, so Jackie falling, um, free, Jackie freezing to death, Shauna being distraught about it. Jackie's the, you almost the way they built her. You wanted to see her get a comeuppance. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't think you can do. You can want this person to get their comeuppance and then build the next season around trauma. At, and and one character feeling so devastated about the act. Yes, they're best friends, but the way I, the way I looked at it was imagine if Shauna, pregnant Shauna, was forced outside, and then Jackie had to live with that the next season mm. after after making her feel so small and insignificant, yeah. and she forced her outside, and she was a bully, and and then you know everyone and you hate you hated Jackie so much and Shauna had to die because of it you would I think you would feel so much more it would it would, it yeah, would rip mean, the soul out of you so much, so much yeah of course it is but so I'm just saying I, I didn't feel yeah you know Jackie's the the Joffrey Baratheon situation <laughs> yeah. to, to a lesser extent of a far lesser you, extent you, yeah. you're not you're not bothered about Jackie and yeah. Yellow Jackets to me did, weren't able to to make me bothered about Jackie, but that's that's okay though. So like, my, I guess my defense of that would be that I don't actually think that the entirety of season two is built around uh, Shauna's guilt, um, because there there is that all happens in season one, and Jackie is Jackie dies in the cold, um, and then Shauna talks to her body, which is pretty morbid, in the uh, in the in the shed. <laughs> Yeah. For like what two episodes? In the early episodes, it seemed to. And then, like, they, and then they eat her, and then it's pretty much that's it. Yeah, but 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 episode that was the big thing at the at, at the end of the you know that was the big thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The best the best reveals to me in the show were Misty breaking the transmitter. That was huge. Yeah. That was like episode one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's very early on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. The, the phone call Susie uh, Susie who's a nothing character for me delivered the biggest you know the biggest bit of drama throughout the, the whole of season one I was like please tell me someone else is alive 
please tell me someone yeah, else yeah, yeah, yeah. and unfortunately she didn't deliver in season 2 but Lottie Matthews being who the fuck is Lottie, Lottie Matthews at the end of oh, season 1 yeah. I thought oh, that was excellent huge. that was yeah. that was really really good um, who's Susie Susie was the woman that Nat threatened to get some uh, bank details on oh, Kevin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's the one. But yeah, she yeah. delivered, for me, one of the most impactful parts of yeah. the show. But, you, you know, so yeah. the Jackie... The, the end of episode nine, Jackie freezes to death in season one. I was just like, okay. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think that's what was meant to happen. I think it was meant to be impactful and, and shocking and, and maybe, uh, maybe other viewers felt it I didn't feel it at all yeah. and the reason I'm and, and one you know you, ha, you, you have one event mm. and you go oh I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and then you've got the Javi incident right Javi again didn't matter didn't matter it, it didn't matter they spent the first oh, the, the first few episodes really? of, of season two looking for him they found him yeah doesn't have it doesn't have any dialogue let me take you back to the last of us right Little Sam gets one episode. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, good, very good point. Okay. And and the I soul is point. ripped out of you. Yeah, I see. When it, when he dies, I see your point. One episode. Javi had two. They had two seasons. Yeah. To make to do you something make you care about poor little Javi. I actually thought Javi was Adam Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be the thing, right? Um, but yeah, I, there's. The, the thing <laughs> that, that's, that's, yeah yeah that, that I was like oh this, that's gonna be really cool when that happens um, but for me yeah Javi you compare Javi with Sam in The Last of Us you, you get, Sam it's one episode it hits yeah, much harder yeah. we, I understand that it's hard for Travis about with, with Javi so, yeah that would be my defence it's only hard for Travis it's not hard for the viewer when things connect it, it's hard for both of you and I, and I don't you know so so many so many different shows come to mind where that that thing hits you know that thing hits I think you know I think I would defend so I see what you mean but I've got you know, a couple of counterpoints for me Harvey's death in particular hit quite hard and it wasn't because of my connection to Harvey because he does disappear for half of the damn series doesn't he like he he, he runs off and he finds some kind of shelter under a tr- uh, in like the roots of a tree in a cave in the roots of a tree where now where we where we are presently in the story um the coaches is ben. hiding yeah so he's so hubby is absent from the story for a long period of time so you don't you know like yeah there's not i agree there's not a lot of effort put in on behalf of the writers to make you as an audience connect with with him as a character so his death doesn't hit in that way but i thought that entire scene not drawing the uh the queen of hearts everybody turning on her having to run from a life for a life from all of her friends and people that she's been surviving with for months up until this point to have harvey uh, harvey try and save her to then fall through the ice and die in her place and then they all carry his body on a like attached to a stick like it's like the same like a deer that they've they've hunted back into the camp in front of her brother Travis Tra- Travis <laughs> in front of Travis that's horrific and I really speak to like the, the horror the and then and then Travis having to to sort of you know do those mental gymnastics to 
to become okay with with eating his brother. Yeah, I mean that's like the horror involved and the horror that came through in that scene for me was profound. Yeah, and it was it was a long way out. It was it was removed, it was completely detached from the death of that character. Yeah, yeah. Abby is used in it. In, in, it's not the horror isn't in the fact that you're attached to the character and that you and that you love him. It's in everything else yeah. about that scene. And, and I agree and and, uh, and I'd say the same to an extent for Jackie the one the one thing I wanted to, so so for me because they both felt not very impactful as the event yeah I, I, I almost look over the because you're right because of the the setting the setting they're in it's, mm. it's the impact of the event not, yeah. necessarily, not yeah. necessarily the event yeah um but I think, and 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 this isn't as important. This isn't always as important. But I think sometimes the event is 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 the thing that makes makes shows like this yeah stand up. I, I I think I think you're right. But I think there's a there's a spiritual moment to these events as well. There's a spiritual element to them. Um, not to talk about it yet because I'm sure we'll get onto it. But in uh, Lord of the Flies, Piggy's death is painful for more reasons than simply his character dies and he's not there anymore there there's a, his death represents something in the group and in the story and that's the same for both Harvey and for Jackie mm. um so although you know just like with Harvey with Jack with Jackie her death isn't profound or or painful because you're attached to her character, as you say, you kind of want her to get her just desserts because she's sort of pretty frustrating. Um, it's impactful because of what it represents to the group. Mm. She was their leader when they were in the, you know, in the States, in the normal worlds, she was their leader. She was the popular one. She was the one that they looked to. And her death is the sort of, the, the end to her arc of becoming useless, of becoming redundant. Um, and so once she dies, it's like it's a dispo it's a disposal, isn't it? It's a disposal of of useless characters, of characters that aren't uh, helping the group mm. evolve and adapt and survive and like, yeah. overcome the situation that they're in. So they're like shedding part of themselves. And Jackie's death is a huge step in Shauna's arc towards her becoming. I don't want to use the word feral, but you know what I mean. Yeah, giving herself to the wilderness. Yeah, I. I just I definitely think in in both in both instances you can you can deliver that the, the impact of the event but also deliver the event in, in a more yeah um, I don't successful think, way. but I don't think this is the, that's the focus of this show because I could also say that their deaths being slightly underwhelming speaks to the idea of the group and the characters that remain becoming desensitized to death. So think about everybody else, other than Shauna, who cared that Jackie died. None of them did. They were all completely dead. At this point, yeah, they yeah, sent course, to death. Of course. Um, I don't know, and Shauna, of course, only does because A, it's her best friend, and she's mourning uh, the death of that her life, really, her part, mm. that part of herself. Shauna, as I've already said, like Jackie's death to Shauna is a complete reimagining of her character. She's becoming the wilderness version of herself and her old life is gone mm. because back home she was nobody without Jackie and so now she's a completely new person but also again Sean is the reason that Jackie dies because she forces Jackie outside and so mm. there's that immediate guilt of I guess feeling responsible 
mm. in a literal sense. Um, so yeah, I think I think it speaks to the desensitization of the group as well. So I'm not mad at the at the at the specific sort of story moments not having effects or not not having a profound effect in the same way that is present in other shows because I don't think it's the point. I think that's why they haven't focused on I don't know making you connect with those characters. I do agree though. It would have been cool if you'd had both. I I so and and I think I'll like I guess final point on this. It's more the fact that it's 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 the it's the end of the penultimate episode of the season. I think the way they're where they're placed yeah makes you 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 make a a really good point in the defense. I think where they place those moments indicates indicates yeah. something else. Yeah. Indicate that they were trying to but do it, that. But it can be in those um, place it can be in those those places in the story, i.e. penultimate episode, you mm. know, like like where it, it sort of fall in line with the traditional structure of a story to indicate significant or important events without it conforming to the sort of or without that negating my point, I guess. Like it's still Jackie's death is still an incredibly significant moment for the group. And so it still makes sense for it to be end at that penultimate episode mm. at the end of Act Two or even the beginning of Act Three. Like the the finale are really I guess in the te- if you're looking at um, uh, season one as a whole it is the finale Jackie dies and that is her death it marks the moment that they are completely at one with the wilderness mm. it's, it's nothing's ever going to be the same now so you didn't like the finale of season two necessarily and before you kind of kind of come in I I uh, I liked it because of Ben's character arc mm. Ben from the ver- from from the start was the mature wise head that would make the right decisions every time and, and as, as we've progressed through the story every time he's said don't do that and the girls have done the opposite mm. something bad has happened mm. almost every time <laughs> and and the, the the gradual loss of control that he has, and 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 almost the physical, the physical lack of control, because he, he is he's got one leg, he's helpless, he can't stop them from doing anything. So he now has to he throughout the whole two seasons has just had to watch mm. them change into, you know, feral beings that you know focus on survival over you know emotion and 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 yeah. And, and willingness to kind of do the right thing, his 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 arc, and then he's and he's almost last dance. I mean, because I don't know what's going to happen to him next season. But his last dance is to say, right, this has to end. Yeah, and tries to set them all on fire. Yeah. Was again, again, maybe maybe fractionally missed the mark, but I I think it it was it was good. For, it, it it was how what should have happened. I think oh, that's what should yeah. have happened at that point. I think Ben's um, character. Is is um is a stroke of genius. I think I think him or his inclusion in the story is a stroke of genius because traditionally, you know, a plane crashes. It's a school. It's sorry. It's a um. It's a, a football team of girls in their like late teenager, like sixteen, seventeen, or whatever. And their coach, do you know what I mean? Like the masculine, the sort of the adult. He traditionally would be the leader. He would traditionally be who they all look to to get them out of that situation. I mean, just being the one adult, you know, like he's the voice of reason, surely. And 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 it's genius that the writers have kept him alive. 
Um, because I mean, obviously, you know, when when the plane goes down, he loses his leg. I think both you and I thought he's getting scrammed, <laughs> but, but he's but he survives. You know, he doesn't he doesn't get in. Like he survives, and it's brilliant because he is. You know, you've kept like the voice of reason. You've kept an a figurehead for for sanity in that space, like in the wilderness. And so you see the girls through his eyes, but by comparing the two parties, he's increasingly ostracized from the group, not just because of his age, but first up, firstly, because of his injury, he's missing a leg, he's got to recover from that. He's, he spends most of the first season in bed, um, doesn't really have any agency at all. But then secondly, because he's the only one that hasn't resorted to you know cannibalism, well, I think he does actually, but you know, like he, he he's at least willing to, he doesn't subscribe to any of the cult or sort of supernatural ideas that the group are moving towards. And so by keeping sort of the adult, sort of, who, who should have been almost the hero, present, it, it allows you to sort of see the, the juxtaposition between the two perspectives in the wilderness. And it really increases the horror, I think. Mm. Because, you, you, I mean, you know, I forgot that Ben was present a lot of the time. And you forget that he's there and you think, if I was in that situation, if I was sixteen years old, crashed, and there's an adult coach there, you're going, "What? What do we do?" Do you know what I mean? Like, but he's, he's helpless, and it's, and it's so horrific that I guess you see like, it from his perspective, like these girls going crazy, and he's becoming. I mean, you're scared for Ben. You're scared on Ben's yeah. behalf of the girls. You know, if they find out where he is now, I mean, like, like I understand why Ben tried to kill him all, to burn the cabin down. Because if they find out where he is, I mean. How long is it going to be before they come for him? Well, they'll know where he is because Nat knows where he is. Oh, well, there you go. And like, do you think Nat's going to turn? So then, it, so then it's that there's, there's a there's a point in the story where they're all. So I guess at the start of the next season, Nat's going to be deciding whether she's going to rat him out or not. Yeah. Um, which actually brings us nicely, right? To where do they go from here? Mm. Um. In fact, no, it doesn't, because I have another criticism. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, um, criticism. right, so they, they just dropped Ty being mad, did they? Yeah, completely. And they've also dropped... But then, right, so, I mean, I will say, there's a season three to come. So this is my criticism of season two, is that it did seem to go off a bit off the rails with the whole cult thing. And it, it, it sort of... It's indicative to me of the writers not actually knowing where this is going, but writing it as it goes along. And that's fine, because it's fun. And, it's, yeah. and I'm loving watching it and going, oh, what, what are they going to do? And I think the entirety of this conversation, you know, like I, you said you want, you'd like to have seen more of um, Laura Lee. I said I'd like to have seen more of Jackie. Like I kind of, you know, I'd like, and I guess that sort of speaks to the idea that maybe it would have been nice if you dragged it all out even longer, you know, like, and had maybe two seasons just to cover the, the, the story events of season one. So maybe you are more connected to Jackie when she dies, whatever. But all of this, like, the, the fact that we're having these conversations to me just says, speaks to how good the show is. Yeah. Like, this is why I enjoy it so much. I could sit down and say, I wish this had happened, I wish that had happened. But equally, I understand and respect why they made all the decisions that they did. I'd love to have seen more, more of Laura Lee, but her death was incredible. Her arc and her relevance to the story and the group as a whole is. is is really significant yeah. And, yeah and so I think you know like you can I guess that's it. just just further evidence for me enjoying it yeah I have an alternative mm-hmm. a different direction that they could have gone with they might still you mean with Ty but no 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 with Laura Lee I think yeah this would have been cool and you can decide if it yeah is or not <laughs> um, one of the older women yeah um, should never exist 
they should all be visualizing one of them. It's something oh, I would have done. I don't nah. know how they would have done it. <laughs> I, I, I think the, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I think the hallucination sort of thing, one of the characters is never real. The beautiful mind thing. I think it's a slight, I think it's slightly overdone. It's it overdone. always feels a bit cheap it's, to me. It's like overdone. Season four but like, it, you know? um, but to every single character creating this one other figure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I, I you know, not Misty or you know no but it, almost another character that was just never actually there yeah from 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 almost the very start and maybe that does happen because we seem to get loads we seem to have some extra girls have been thrown on the island in season two <laughs> I think yeah 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 I mean so that again, definitely weren't there comes, at the back, start. comes back to the point at the beginning where you like you're shown who's important because the amount of like scenes where in, in the wheel or in the cabin or something they're all sitting around the fire having just eaten someone else and the camera will pan around and I'll be like who's that? <laughs> like, I've never seen her before like they're, they're obviously like sort of peripheral characters or like you know uh, yellow jacket yeah peripheral no, yellow jacket characters that flew in after <laughs> the original plane crash <laughs> and I'll just to provide some support and I'll definitely get any in like, but I mean so I, I, I will uh, commend this, another decision that the writers made which I, feel, I thought was genius just like the Lottie reveal, slight, I think it was slightly before the Lottie reveal, bringing Van back. No, that no, it's mid-season two. So when Van comes back. Yeah, yeah. So that's after. Um, I didn't like it, actually. See, I, I thought it was genius because you suddenly realise in that moment, it's like, we don't know who survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I guess you could say, well, you know what's going to happen to an extent because obviously you're following the adult versions of the characters that have survived. So you know that Shauna, that Ty, that Nat yeah. escape. Um, so you're not really ever in that much fear for their lives because you know that they escape. But then you bring Van back and you go, well, who else survived? Yeah, yeah. Did any of these, did any of these characters, like, or did all of them make it back? Yeah. So you don't ever know. So now you, you know, you got the, the, the main story that, that, back the, in. I think there to, was a tease with Van as well because episode one of season two, when there's a scene of them, um, there's a scene of Lottie screaming because they're about to get on a plane. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and and there is, there's a, there's a, there's a ginger lock of hair. Right, fair. And, and, and she doesn't actually come back for another few episodes. You think, yeah. did I, did I, was yeah, that exactly. her? Yeah. Um, I wanted to see the scars before I saw the, saw Van. I wanted, to, I wanted some creepy reveal. I wanted, yeah, like, fair. I wanted, maybe, maybe, maybe she, she'd killed someone or, or you know, and, She'd appeared in darkness, and you saw the scars before you saw her, and you went. Oh, but uh, mm. Ty walked into a video store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and she's just there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. But with you. but I guess I guess that's you know. It it was fine. It was it was definitely fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So where do they go now? Not. Uh, well, I'm a bit confused died. as to where they've gone. Like what? I, so this is my again come back to the criticism of, of season two. Like the story spiraled out of control. Like. And I, you're right about the Ty being mayor thing just getting dropped, and the whole relationship between Ty and her family like being sort of Sammy. Unlocked. That was the, her impact just, on Sammy just really dropped. Yeah. yeah, because the minute they brought Lottie back, it was like, well, we got to focus on her again. And I guess that speaks to her character as well, because like I hate Lottie both versions because <laughs> I like she just her, completely, I like the young one. She completely just absorbs attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like you know. And that's I mean you know she stands up and starts talking. And everyone just shuts up and listens. I mean that was a really really powerful moment at the very at the last episode of season two, where they asked Van to tell a story and she tells she's telling the story around the fire, and at mid sentence like while Van's telling the story, Lottie just, just starts talking. In, yeah. And it, and it's I mean 
the power play there like it's like everyone just stops and listens and like but and it's incredible it's really powerful but also it makes me hate her because she commands attention and she, it, her character does that over the story as well yeah. the minute she's brought back at the beginning of season two everyone's lives just forgot goes towards her gotta go to this yeah, cult yeah. it's like she, this kind of insidious mm. like gravitational pull like this yeah. force in her character that's and I mean even at the end you know like the the yellow jackets have agreed that they're gonna essentially get sectioned and they've, they've run a crisis team they're coming in and it, and they're gonna like do the sort of the cards ritual just to buy Did you time. have these sections yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instantly think of super hands yeah <laughs> and then you know they're trying to buy some time but then the second that the, that pack of cards comes out van is straight back to a wilderness way straight back to, to idolizing Lottie and then they all are yeah and Shauna gets the queen and they all put their masks on and get the knives out and that's it they're gonna they're gonna kill her I mean like this this sort of ins- insidious influence that uh, Lottie has is incredible can't yeah, can't so, remember what we're talking about so, enjoy this yeah so yeah yeah no you're right <laughs> so, so, Nat, so Nat's now um, well Misty has killed Nat accidentally yeah. and, Bizarre, and and Ben has has tried to set them all on fire and failed so so, so I think the the nineties stuff they've, they've they've got an easy wet they've got an easy route there that they, they now have to write the story of them living in the wilderness yeah but the, the the thing I'm like not sure about is is where do they go for the adult women well yeah so that's the story that's been obviously because I do of, like that story and I like Shauna's family like yeah you know, I like the, I, like, I really like the I Jeff like it a lot and, less yeah and that's the thing it becomes so when you're in the wilderness you've got the constraint you've got the trap that you're trapped you know mm. and, the, and the horror is there and the psychological horror is present and the the sort of philosophical commentary and, and the, the social commentary of like like that group descending slowly into into madness and the sort of yeah you know you're talking about crowd psychology like there's so much interesting stuff to explore there and as I'm sure we'll get to it is Lord of the Flies but and I also appreciate that you need the modern narrative to sort of balance that out nicely. But the problem is the, bar- the, the modern narrative does not have the same constraints. They can all get in the cars. And, yeah. and, and there's no sort of direction for the story, really. I, I get at the beginning, you know, oh, um, Travis has killed himself, but there's that, that weird symbol that's been left on the ground. I mean, that's creepy. You know, and there's, lo- and there's loads to be explored there. Yeah. But it's kind of spiraled out of control. Yeah. And, it's, and it's with Lottie coming back in. I would have liked to have seen, you know, I, I still don't know why that symbol was on the floor at Travis's death scene, or the scene of Travis's death. Row. Like, I don't know why that was there. I still, that symbol has been forgotten about as yeah, well. Yeah, and I'm still not sure if Travis actually did kill himself. Are you still not sure if he did, or where he was, yeah. Or it's, whether it was what it was one of them. One of the cult, or, or Lottie, or um, what, what's going on? So, so there's lots of loose ends to t- be tied up, and lots of things that have been dropped. So there are a lot of avenues for it for it to still go in, but I do think that the that the the twenty twenty one narrative in the second season became a little bit too sporadic, a little bit too confusing. Mm. So you know, and, and I wonder where like because Elijah Wood mm, that's was, was the about. reason that I even took notice of this, and he's not really even really a big yeah you know he's not he doesn't even really have a massive role. I, I like him in it, mm. but you know. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting one. I, I I'm not sure. Elijah I, I, Woods, his character Walter is. I love him. I think he's a brilliant character. Dead funny, dead interesting. Does loads for that sort of dark humor and the you know the, the civilian detective slash professional <laughs> murderer cover upper 
and like and Misty's counterpart as well. Like she, he's brilliant by her character. Like I love it, but it's also pointless. Yeah, it's also sort of peripheral yeah. to the actual story and what you're watching it for. And I, I, it's an interesting one. I, I think um, it would definitely be the feral stuff in the wilderness will definitely be the 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 thing to look forward to next year. But maybe maybe the when I was watching. The, the you know the young girls in the wilderness and stuff mm. I, I mean it does get very morbid maybe the mm. other bit's just almost like a, cal- a palate cleanser maybe that literally is it yeah. um, I'm because sure you, that's you, the, the you're watching Shauna eat people's ears and you just think oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can keep watching although that this. said there's some pretty violent moments in the in the, the 2021 version as well yeah, it's not nothing as bad. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will say like Yellow Jacket's got to be one of the standout, most visually violent shows I've ever seen. Yeah, I would like there are. I, mo- think that, great, that, yeah. I mean, I mean that scene where Shauna is cutting up Harvey after he dies, and you just see her slit his throat, and he's bleeding out. Like, I mean, he's dead, but she bleeds his body. Like it's horrific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't. The camera doesn't look away, you know. Like, yeah, I, I got that's, that's there for a reason, but also, oh my god. Yeah, like, <laughs> we don't need to see it, but yeah, you know, it, it definitely adds to it. So, so yeah, we we don't know where it's going, but it's been good so far. Um, a bit out of control, but at least we're still grounded in the wilderness with the with this with the story in the nineties. So you um, said earlier, big fan of Misty Quigley. Yeah. You want to talk about it a little bit more, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so um, another reason, that I, another thing that I love about um, Yellow Jackets, as I've alluded to a couple of times already, is that it's obviously a kind of spiritual sequel or a response to The Lord of the Flies by William Golden, um, which is of course classic British lit novel about a group of young schoolboys, uh, like six, seven years old, that get stranded on desert island as a result of a plane crash you don't get any scene of the plane crash just jumps right in with them while actually waking up on the island and it's the same thing it's a this is what would actually happen uh it's a response i I think we talked about this last week like it's a response from um golding to a kind of tendency towards chauvinistic adventure books for boys that are being written at the time where you know the sort of british schoolboy would save the day and you know it's kind of adventure you know like glorifying those masculine traits of adventure and independence and and utility um and golding's response is of course this is what would actually happen and they all descend into this like crazy cult of hunting pigs and fearing supernatural powers and killing each other it's kind of cult wars on the island and it's pretty horrific and of course, Yellow Jackets is exactly the same. It's a, but this time it's a group full of schoolgirls, and they're slightly older. And instead of an island, it's an Alaskan wilderness, wherever actually, wherever it is. Um, but there are parallels in the story all over the place, um, and one of the major ones for me is Miss, is Misty Quigley. There's even something piggy about the name Misty Quigley. I don't know what it is, but it's there. Mm. Um, Piggy, of course, is the is the short, slightly plump character in Lord of the Flies with the big glasses, and you know he's Misty, or Misty is he, is he rather? It's, she's obviously, well, I don't know whether she actually is, but in my head, she's based on him. 
she's also Misty, like Piggy, is overlooked by the group, is underappreciated, and is kind of picked on and looked down on because she's powerless, she's small, she's unattractive, maybe she's. Um, but actually, Piggy and Misty are are incredibly intelligent uh, and incredibly valuable and almost the voice of reason at times, especially Piggy. But Misty is a is is a dark inversion. Because while Piggy is the voice of goodness on the island, um, speaking out on behalf of Ralph and trying to maintain order using the crunch and all of that, Misty's the whole reason they're there. And she's completely evil. <laughs> and, I, and I love it. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a cool idea that she's overlooked. And the minute that she realises she's valuable in this new space, she endeavours to keep them there, no matter the personal cost. So when she destroys the the black box and the plane that would have ensured their rescue, she damns them to that wilderness and she causes firsthand everything that happens as yeah. a result. That action makes Misty directly, in my head, makes Misty directly responsible for the deaths of every character to come, including yeah. Travis including Nat I mean she literally stabs Nat it is her but it's an accident but that would know you know like that set that of that group that, yeah, yeah. off on a course that would that was so avoidable had Misty not made that decision and so in my head she is the antagonist both both versions of Misty the later one as well you know she is the antagonist and it's still not come to light that she did that mm. she's only ever told one person and it was her best friend who she then almost immediately let die because she said because obviously she was horrified by the um by the reaction and I mean there's there's something massive in the way that they reveal that yeah eventuality oh, you know, the you way the, the way that the way they reveal that um because I, I almost feel like her revealing it to Crystal was a tease yeah as to this this will come out and oh yeah it's it has to be the most impactful reveal of the show. It has to be. It has to be. And I mean, I don't know how any of them can forgive her for that. It'll be no, no. Like you'd almost think they'd kill her on the spot or, or something like that. Or, <laughs> Even I mean, Lottie. Lottie might forgive her. I mean, Lottie might be like, "Yeah, well, we all needed it." <laughs> <laughs> Lottie will. Lottie will blame it on a higher power. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you're right. It's. It, it, um, it, it's it's a, it's an amazing character. It's you know it's that it it's the high school kid that gets bullied, taking all the power. You know, becoming yeah. the the focal point. But, but she's still becoming the from, reason. She's becoming still leading from the shadows. Which yeah, I love. And I also love that the um. I, oh, I think she's just so brilliantly done. But as we've already sort of mentioned, like she's the best um character whose counterparts marry up. You mm. know, like her the older version and the younger version match so nicely, and it's so cool how the the older Misty is more self-assured and confident and experienced and just just yeah sure of herself and kind of has a refined psycho behavior trait mm. whereas the younger version is more sporadic and in a, in a way kind of scarier because there's not there's not quite as much control and, and um self-assuredness in in her actions the, so i guess more unpredictable the older one's quite a big deal she was uh she was a star in Casper, the ghost. 
Yeah, I looked that up the other week. She's uh, fantastic, and and she does. Um, I'm just seeing as well. She's in Wednesday Adams, so she knows this kind of role. <laughs> <laughs> she knows this kind of role for sure. And well, I, think, um, I think she definitely she's does it well. Brilliant. I think yeah. she's absolutely brilliant. Like both versions of it, and as a character, she's just so captivating. Yeah. So best it. character of the year so far. Best TV antagonist specifically, but yeah, I would say best uh, antagonist and definitely shortlisted for best character of the year so yeah. far. Yeah, Misty Quigley. Oh, well, that's going to be a good top five list at the end. <laughs> best characters, yeah. And I guess one other thing we haven't uh, referred to yet um, in, in regards to you know where they're going now is is the switch of power between Lottie and and Nat. Yeah, and I think that furthers the um, the Lord of the Flies connection as well. Um, so again, obviously another the, the protagonist Lord of the Flies, Ralph, the voice of reason, the young hero. Originally, I think you're you're, you're led to expect that to be Jackie, but then of course Jackie's the reverse and falls apart under pressure and, and can't do anything of value in the in the wilderness, and then of course dies. And Nat fills that role. Nat is the Nat becomes the voice of reason in the sort of cult versus anti-cult <laughs> perspectives that are emerging in the group. Lottie and Van uh, being the sort of the spearheads of um, the supernatural worshippers and the the sort of the wilderness, like giving themselves to the wilderness kind of um, perspective. And then you've got Nat, who's you know refusing Lottie's blessings before a cult, uh, sorry, before a hunt and all that kind of thing. And you think, and Nat very much takes the the, the role of the active hero uh, in the wilderness. But now, even that's been subverted, because once Harvey dies, when she when Nat tells um, Travis, she says the wilderness chose him. She blames the supernatural, and now of course Lottie has said, Nat is our leader, and like she's our spiritual leader and that's accepted it so even that the sort of it's like seeing it's like it'd be like in Lord of the Flies seeing Ralph fall to madness yeah and at that point there's no one left yeah yeah and of course you don't actually know that it's Ben that set fire to the cabin but who else could it have been it's mm. strongly implied and he's lo like loitering around the window stealing matches <laughs> when that happens so he presumably has seen uh, Nat take the figuratively speaking yeah. crown from Lottie I, and I actually, she's he's seen her fall and there's uh, no hope now and the one the one, the one bit I, f I forgot to kind of mention I actually think it was so another really significant point was was the interaction the final interaction between Ben and Nat yeah where Ben says I found somewhere where we can go and leave everyone else behind and Nat ends up saying Ben you're a good person you don't belong Love here yeah. and that was it yeah <laughs> that, that is that point and yeah I think, yeah. I think you refer those two points were it's the, almost like she said I've gone mad yeah <laughs> yeah I've gone crazy I, I've given I'm, I'm on the other side yeah and, and that's the point where you go okay now Panic. it's getting started yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's I think that that's that's it it's brilliant and I love the way that consistently both through the comparison to uh, Lord of the Flies and just general expectation almost every every character and every expectation is subverted mm. 
um, like every idea is subverted. Like you know, you think Jackie's going to be a powerful character. She's not. You think Shauna is going to be the sort of innocent, quiet one. In actual fact, she's one of the main villains. I think mm. you both versions of Shauna. God, she's awful. Can't bear her. Like she's. I mean, you know, won't even get into it. But the list of things that Shauna does, both the older and younger version, is horrific. She is responsible for a lot of the problems. Of course, Misty being a major subversion. Nat being a major subversion. The coach. Like absolutely every character is not who you expect them to be yeah. or doesn't pan out their, their storyline does not pan out in the way that you expect it to and Lottie as well and it's brilliant mm. That's it. I'm constantly on the edge of my city I'm constantly excited I'm constantly engaged I constantly want to watch the next episode and that's why I sort of said earlier it's so easy to binge yeah um, yeah oh brilliant so you got a rating for, for me I mean, it's hard again. It's hard in it, but I, I'm gonna give this a solid eight out of ten. An eight out of ten. Solid eight out of ten. Yeah. I think yeah, I'll agree. I, I, I um, season That's one. That's a really strong rating from me. <laughs> yeah, it is. For me, it's the it's a rating where there were problems. I had problems. I've also talked about quite a few problems I had with it. Yeah. But it didn't didn't take away from my enjoyment really. Mm. The Nat thing, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it more <laughs> now. Old no, Nat is, 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 is not present. I, I think for me, yeah, eight out of tens. Season two was a little bit weaker, but it was almost one of those where it's gonna it it will help develop the story and maybe we'll get a much better season three yeah. because of what ha- because of the way season two I was. Agree. I hope um, so yeah, look forward to that for sure.